Hello, football. Boy, do we got a special one for you guys. We got some fun World Series recap to talk about. Games one, two, and three in the books. Got some injuries to talk about from that World Series game. And we're going to roll into some football with a special guest. So roll that music, baby. Guys, 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 guys. Welcome back to another episode of Ballpark Beef. As Jimmy said, we have a special guest today, so I'm excited to roll that out to you guys. Uh, he'll be joining later on in the episode. First, we're going to start off with some baseball, then we're going to get into football, everyone's favorite football. Uh, boys, how was your week? You excited for the guest? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm excited for the guest. I don't know about you, Jim. Born ready, born excited. I got lots of questions. My producer put together a nice list for me so I could do some some nice interviews. I uh, really appreciate the the producer and Teal down there. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, but before we get into that, we do want to cover a little bit of baseball, don't we? Of course, I mean, after of all, we all we are ballpark beef. We're technically a baseball podcast, right? But you know, everything is is progression nowadays. You know, you progress into other things. So we're gonna start start with baseball because that's what we're known for. Uh, boys, World Series has been here, right? Um, the Diamondbacks made it, and the Rangers made it, right? I mean, uh, I think me and Jimmy had the Diamondbacks going all the way right when we first did our, our brackets, right? I think it was Diamondbacks-Orioles. It's looking rough, though. Yeah. <laughs> that bracket it, is not looking good. No, nah, I mean, we got the, the, the left side, right? Um, but, I mean, we got to talk about these injuries. Adolis Garcia and Scherzer are off the roster? That's huge, man. They That's can't huge. play. They can't play the rest of the World Series. They're off the roster. Oblique injury for Adolis Garcia. Absolute cannon in the postseason this year. Um, and Max Scherzer, an absolute wimp in the postseason this year. Down with a back injury. Um, you know, ex-Met alert. Really appreciate the Scherzer's service for the Mets, except for that loss to the Padres. Yeah. I mean, let, let me just say, great CS series, both sides. Both went to Game 7s. Um, Diamondbacks pulled it out. I love what the Diamondbacks are doing. Uh, they're going to be good for a while. Very young team. Uh, and uh, if they need any lifeguards for the World Series celebration, I'll pull up for the uh, the pool over there. <laughs> <laughs> let's, do a, let's do a quick game-by-game -game recap. So game one, we got Texas 6-5 over the Diamondbacks. That's, this was the game with Adolis Garcia, three hits, two RBIs, home run. Um, this is like this is the story of the World Series and, and the playoffs in general was Adolis Garcia's run. Like to see it end so abruptly on a swing is just is just so sad. Um, so Texas took Game One, um, but then the Diamondbacks came back and evened it up. So nine one in the second game, um, and then Game Three ended with the Rangers winning three to one as well. So it's two one Rangers right now. Got Game Four tonight. What do you guys think? Who's who's taking this? We got a we got a little bit of a lead for the Rangers, but I see the Diamondbacks making a little bit of a run here. This may go six. I I I like the Diamondbacks. Um, I think the Rangers losing Adoles Garcia and Scherzer is huge. Um, Adoles Garcia looks like the next coming of Mister October. <laughs> I mean, he 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 was the best player in the playoffs. I would say behind. Unfortunately, I have to say this, Altuve. Um, but, you know, I, I still think the Rangers can win this. They're up 2-1. 
Um, I, I understand that Dolce Garcia is a big part of their offense, uh, but you still got Corey Seager mashing taters from that left side. Corey Seager's a dog. Dog, capital letters. Him. S- just what, simply him. What, what do you guys think? You think the Rangers can uh, still win this even without uh, two of those guys or Diamondbacks? Or? Their three-headed yeah. monster became two, so they've slayed one head of the dragon. See if they got it. Let's see if they could do a, you know, let's see if let's see if the two heads could be better than three. I don't know. I think, tough to, I think tough tonight's to game is a is a, a test for Texas, you know, um how they react to losing two of their star players. I think if Texas puts up, you know, a quality game, um, you know, they're not as phased as losing their big players as some other teams might be, uh, I think they still have a shot. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they they win tonight, go up three one, all my confidence is in the Rangers. I love the Diamondbacks, but I just don't know if they have it in them to come back. Um, so I guess we'll see how that, that works out. Um, let me just say one thing, though. Bruce Bochy, what a manager. What a freaking manager. Um, he's done a great job with these guys. and they're, uh, He came in one year. They had the number four overall pick in the draft this year because they were so bad last year. And now they're about to win a World Series. Good job. Yeah, I mean, Texas spent... They brought in the assets they needed. They paid, what, half a billion for their middle infield. Yep. They threw a bag at Jacob deGrom. <clears throat> they made the aggressive trade for Scherzer. Adolis Garcia became, uh, you know, him all of a sudden out of nowhere at the postseason of his lifetime. And uh, it all clicked. And that's what happens. All you have to do in this day of baseball is get into the playoffs. If you're into the playoffs, you have a chance to make it to the World Series. You get 84 wins. You get 104 wins. You get 154 wins. I don't give a shit. Got a chance. What's well, my I favorite haven't. quote? What's Cashman's favorite quote about the playoffs? It's all the a crapshoot. Crap it's all a crapshoot. <laughs> it's all a crapshoot. Honestly, he's not far off. I don't think he's far off. Because unless, like, Dodgers are a perfect example. Dodgers have been, like, the best team in baseball the past four or five years. Wh- what has, what, what has, it, what do they have to show for? Uh, a COVID World Series. World Series. A COVID World Series. That's all they have to show for. And An they have been World Series. They have been the most dominant franchise in baseball for, like Jimmy said, the past probably ten years. They have a lot of first round exits. Ex- 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 I can't even fucking speak. Exit. 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 I can't even say it. <laughs> 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 well, that'll make uh, you laugh. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean that. That's basically what it is. Yeah. It's not about you know which is the uh the, which is the best team in the baseball. It's just which is which team gets hot at the right time. I mean, you oh, guys last shoot. week you were all talking about the Phillies how hot they are and the Diamondbacks hunted them down. True, gave them the exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey producer, throw that on a shirt, baby. Nick's <laughs> chock full of ideas. <laughs> Oh, guys, just know uh, this is going to be a great episode. I already know. Uh, should we bring in the guests now? One more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Okay, okay, one more thing for the guests. Sorry, I'm a little excited. I know, I know you're excited, but I got to talk about the Mets. I'm obligated as the honorary Mets fan to give a little news update about the Mets managerial search. And all I have to say is Craig Council will be a New York Met. We'll have a three-year deal. Worth like seventeen and a half million, maybe eighteen million. Give him six mil per year. 
He's going to set the market for managers, and he's going to lead the Mets to a 2024 playoff berth and then a 2025 World Series. Uh, I have Yankee news for you guys. I'm sure everyone has seen this news. Uh, the Yankees did a check-in on Juan Soto. Uh, it's going to happen. Juan Soto is going to be a fucking New York Yankee. Could you imagine Juan Soto and Aaron Judge in the same outfield? Guys, talk about creaming your pants. Talk about it. Juan Soto and Yankee Stadium, boys? Hey, Jim, which one gets hurt first? Oh, which one gets hurt first? (laughs) So funny. (laughs) He just said, so you're not going to comment that a manager is going to take that roster to the World Series. So if they do, does that mean you're going to love Aaron Boone now? No, I'm talking about Craig Council, a dude they haven't even signed yet. Well, he interviewed, or he he was. What has he done with the Brewers? I don't know. What was he done with the Brewers? Playoff berths every year. They made the playoffs this year. <laughs> Did they last year? Anyway. <laughs> what has he done with the Brewers, Nick? Anyway, and he's gonna I, be. I know just as much as Jimmy knows. The savior of the Mets. He's gonna be. He's gonna be exactly what the Mets need. Oh. And uh, you know, you just gotta believe. I thought the Mets needed dynamic players. They have dynamic players. Uh, I think Juan Soto coming to the Yankees is actually going to happen. That's all. All right, so we'll get Otani. One better. You can have Otani. You can have Otani. Juan Soto's 24. He hasn't even touched his prime yet. He's younger than you. Yeah, look what I'm doing. <laughs> I wish I haven't touched my prime before. Oh, man. Jesus. Yeah, man. Juan Soto cannot be a Yankee. There's no way. What? Have you not seen the reports? I'm sure all of you have seen the reports. I think what the hell is happen. a check-in? What is a check-in? Here, I'll check. Let me, let me check in with you. Hey, hey, John, okay. how you doing? All right. Hold on. How you doing, bud? Four for four, he's a Yankee. All right, you want to go tweet about it, Nick? I tweet. I did a check-in with John. Four for four, he's a Yankee. Four for four. Personally, I wouldn't let him speak to me like that. Four for four, he's a Yankee. Come on. <laughs> I think he's going to be a Yankee, so I'm not taking the bet. Exactly. Jimmy does too. We got a list of unresolved four for fours on this notepad that I got here because I, <laughs> we make bets like they're freaking dollars. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Night of your wedding, I'm just going to buy like 30 four for fours. We're all going to put in for 30, and everyone's going to be cleared up. It's going to be the, the after-wedding snack. like Just like a bunch of 4-4s just laid out in the hotel room. I'd, I'd love that. <laughs> it seems like I'm so not going to be paying anything. <laughs> That's literally all it's going to be, so we can pay off all our bets, and we're yeah, good Nick, to go. Yeah, Nick, eat up, because I owe you like 10, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, shall man. we bring in this guest or what? I know. John shall we bring in the guest? Pants. You want to bring the guest in first, and then... Okay. So, all right, guys... Um, our guest is he's he's muted right now, um, but he will be joining us shortly. So this guest uh, we all kind of know from fantasy. I know more. Uh, I have a more personal relationship with him. Um, Jimmy and Nick know him through fantasy, um, but we're going to talk a little bit about his teams, um, football, baseball, um, and then we'll get into the football talk because he's more of a football guy. So, uh, Mr. Raff, how you doing? How Welcome. we doing, guys? How we doing? Good, good. Up, uh, hey, how you doing? Good, <laughs> yeah, man. Nick. How are you? Uh, so let's start off with uh, baseball. So um, he's a he's a Guardians fan. 
Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you feeling about the team for this uh, upcoming offseason? Uh, the offseason, I have no idea what to expect, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we kind of, I thought we had pretty high hopes this year, and, and we kind of fell apart. Um, Terry Francona's gone, so it's going to be kind of a, uh, I think, rough year. Not a lot of pop in the lineup. Um, Ramirez and, and Naylor are only two big guys, big names. Um, we extended Jimenez. Classe was bad last year, so I'm hoping he has a bounce back year. Um, but I, I'm really kind of looking forward to maybe getting an outfielder in the offseason, a good outfielder, um, just because we don't have a lot of uh, pop in the outfield and, and mediocre guys, more more defensive. But, you know what, um, Raph? I uh, yeah. I really just want to say thank you, first of all, because you gave us Francisco Lindor and you took um, Jimenez and uh, and Ahmed Rosario off our hands, so thank you. <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, Lindor is the heart and soul of the Mets. He's going to win a gold glove this year. He deserves every penny he's been he's been offered. Yeah, it's very dynamic. The bat very 30. dynamic. To be the best shortstop in the National League, yes. Um, <laughs> he is dynamic and an amazing ball player. As far as Jimenez goes... He was my he was my uh, flop pick this year. I don't know if you know or if you listen to our podcast much, but mm-hmm. I picked the flop of the year. I think that Jimenez had a, a career year last year, but in 2023 he did not have a good season, and I predicted that from the jump. And these guys could vouch yeah. for that. So, um, you know, in the spirit of ballpark beef, just wanted to give you a little bit of a rub and welcome you to the show. Thanks, man. I I I, I like the Lindor trade, honestly. Looking back at it, but um, for I who? think they. For, for the Guardians, I, I, I thought it was – well, no, just because, you know, you need to think of it. You need to look back at it, and, and they're not a team that offers a lot of money, and they tried to offer Lindor – they tried to throw him a lot of money in the in the first place, and he knew he was worth more than that. So I think they, they understood they were not going to be able to keep him. So um, I think the, the return wasn't, wasn't you know, amazing, um, but I actually think it panned out well. Uh, I think Jimenez – did overperform in 2022, um, but the 2023 season, I think he had a um, more realistic year. I think at the plate, he looked a little lost. Um, defensively, though, he's he's great, and I, I like him. Um, I, I just wish we put him at short more than, than second, so I think I think that's what we need to look for in the offseason is a second baseman, move him over to short because he's got a great arm and he's a great glove. Um, but I think, you know, looking back at the trade, um, we weren't going to keep them. So I think on paper, when we made the trade, you guys want it. But I think the the looking back at it part, I think it, it actually panned out well for us. And I think it set us up for a good foundation. But again, we're not a team that spends a lot of money. So um, I have no idea if we'll be able to compete over the next couple of years. But that division in general is pretty bad. Yeah, man. Um, I, I'm hearing things. Shane Bieber might be on the move this off season. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Shane Bieber. Um, loved, you know, great team leader, good, good character as well. Um, but from a fan standpoint, I just, I like McKenzie way more, um, as our ace. Um, and I like Gavin Williams. I like, I like the, the future he, he offers us, um, and and you know, our, our our young arm talent is good enough anyway. Where I think we could trade him and maybe try to to grab some positional guys. Um, you know, 
Well, suck to see him go. Yeah, but you know, I think it's a move that we need to make. I think his stuff has gotten has he's gotten gone downhill a little bit. So I want to at least get a nice package for him um, before he kind of falls off a little bit and, and his talent goes. Yeah. yeah, definitely we'll get a good package. <laughs> Pause. Put that on a t-shirt too. <laughs> get a good package. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah. Guardians, all right. Uh, now football. We're gonna shift yeah. over to football now, guys. All right. Mm-hmm. Gonna get a little more exciting for you listeners because I know baseball. We've been hammering it all year, all year. Uh, it's football time, though. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Funny. Uh, so, what's your football team, and football why? Te- yeah. So I'm a big New Orleans Saints fan. Huge. Um, when I was in about third grade, um, the Saints played in a Super Bowl, and being in a being a kid, you know. Um, you kind of go with the with the with the hot team, and the Saints were that hot team. But I actually, for some reason, I I, I was rooting for the Colts that Super Bowl. Um, my dad's a Titans fan, and me being a kid, not really understanding sports or, or watching too much football at the time, um, didn't really know. You know, it was a divisional team, but I was rooting for the Colts. And then the Saints won, and you know, being that kid, I, I hopped on the bandwagon. Um, so it's funny enough, you could call me a bandwagon fan, but. Um, then I really fell in, in in love with Drew Brees, and I stuck with the team and understood the the franchise itself. Um, not the best, again, like the Guardians. Um, you know, they have a weird history. Not not a, a great producing team always. Um, and I had a lot of disappointment <laughs> over the years as a Saints fan. But man, I fell in love with Drew Brees, and I fell in love with the city too. Um, the fan base is great. Um, Sean Payton as well during that time. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a huge Saints fan, and that's that's the main reason, you know, is is the goat Drew Brees. Awesome. So where you. where are the Saints right now? Right, like we're looking at a four and four season, just lost, yeah. just beat uh, the Colts. You know, where where are we going with this season? Right, like you know, you picked up Derek Carr, solid pickup. Kamara's healthy, you know, scoring yeah. in the in the game this week. Like where where is the season going? In your opinion. Yeah, so um, the division itself, I think, is pretty weak. Um, there is not a lot of co- competition in that division. I think the Falcons are very overrated. I think their quarterback situation is very shaky. Uh, the Panthers are already out of it. I, I think they're pretty bad. They, I mean, they're going to buy because they just don't have their picks, but they're just they're not good uh, this year at all. And Bryce Young is just getting settled into the NFL, so they got to give him some time. And then the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks are decent. Um, great defense, good defensive uh, head coach as well. And Bowles. Um, I think they're they're only um, the Saints' only real competition in that division. Um, you know, the Saints don't have a lot of cap room. They they always year in year out um, are the team that's talked about for cap uh, for cap trouble, just because they have a lot of dead money. Um, but they're going to compete every year. They they've. I mean, our GM loves to just buy, 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 pay, pay, pay um, as much as he can. Uh, he makes crazy trades, too, in the draft to, to get guys he wants. So I think, you know, with Dennis Allen as head coach um, as well, I think they're going to be very aggressive and they're going to want to win. And I think they're on the right track. They, they have a very weak schedule up ahead as well. Um, so I think if Carr could play a little bit better and that offensive line could to, could give him some more time, um and Alave could catch the ball actually because he's been a little rough the last couple of games. Uh, I think I think they're gonna be pretty good at the end of the year, and I think they're gonna finish 
I would, I'd like to hope, um, I, I want to say 10 and seven, at least 10 and seven. Um, wow. yeah, I, I think realistically when I, in the beginning of the year, I said they're going to be 11 and six football team. Um, and I think that could have happened if they did not choke that game against the Packers. Um, but they did, unfortunately, it was a bad loss and uh, you know, it would be nice to be, to be a little better than that, but especially with the Packers being so bad. Um, but I think we're going to be, of, uh, yeah, sorry. 10 and 10 and six. I was just going to say, speaking of, uh, of Olave, Nick, what is your opinion on Olave? I know he's the, the cornerstone, the namesake of your dynasty team. Yeah. So my, uh, my dynasty team is Olave garden. Um, the year he's having this year, like Raph said, is a little disappointing. Um, you know, he's getting a lot of targets per game, but his catches per target is not great. Um, I know this is his second year in the league, so, um, you know, he's young, but um, I think the Saints have a really good wide receiver who is just having a rough start to the year. Um, you know, they have, like you said, they have Kamara coming back now, Derek Carr they signed. I think the Saints are, are a pretty solid team. Um, and then once things start clicking, I could see them going on a nice little streak to get to 10-6. and six. Let, me, let me just butt in real quick. Uh, the Rangers are up 5 nothing, by the way. Seager hit a home run. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, um, back to fantasy football. We didn't do our fantasy football corner yet, so let's do so our You like little... that transition, though, right? Like, that was I smooth. do, I do. I do. Let's start <laughs> up our fantasy football corner. So, Raph. If you yeah. didn't know, we do a fantasy football corner every week. We talk about our teams, um, kind of go a little into it. So in redraft, I won. And in unfortunately, in Dynasty, I won. Uh, Jameer Gibbs wanted to put up what 30 points for win, some huh? reason. Uh, so that takes me out of contention for the 102 now, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Law won? Lost? I lost in the redraft, and it's some bullshit because... Had uh, I had a Monra to go, and he had Jared Goff to go, and mm-hmm. if Jared Goff didn't throw a touchdown to um, what's his name to Sam Laporta, I think I would have had a shot. Mm-hmm. No, just keep feeding the Monra the ball, and unfortunately they got out to a big enough lead to where they they ditched the passing game, but lost by ten. Still think I have a good redraft team. No real interesting trades there, but as far as dynasty goes, took the dub. No shock. I have one of the best teams in the league. Point blank period, even though I keep losing every week. Um, made the biggest trade uh, that I could think of in the moment. I got rid of Bryce Young and Devontae Smith to, to acquire C.D. Lamb and a, and a pick for next year. So, you know, just uh, just moving my team in the direction of, of being the winged dragon of a Monra. <laughs> it's the new direction, baby. <laughs> Nick, it's like I, the, I... Uh, the Egyptian god Ra just coming from the dead, just being like shining bright just wait on it wait on it. all right yeah yeah sure deeper, sure, sure. deeper meaning uh nick what's what's going on with your uh mid teams well my redraft team is not mid uh took another dub moved up to second place jumping jimmy um yeah i mean i just think that my team is better and i have a really good chance of winning this year um i'm averaging what almost 140 20 130 points a game um this league i find ways to win uh dynasty it's up and down um one week i have the mindset of selling my team then the next week i have the mindset of should i go for the playoffs um i took a loss this week four and four just like jimmy um yeah and i'm just in a i'm in a situation where with what i have i don't know if i want to sell or if i want to 
go for it this year. Yeah, I mean, you have four first, so, I mean, kind of whatever you do, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you, you can just stand pat and see what happens, right? Or you can sell more. I, I, I really don't know. It's up to you. Uh, you are four and four, and you're in, like, you're in contention for a playoff spot. Like, there's three four for four teams, and one of them is going to get a playoff spot. Uh, whether it's you, Zip, or Jimmy. Um, I would say Jimmy probably has the best team out of the, that four four teams. Probably. Um, but Joe Sapia, uh, I have no clue how he is the fifth team. Uh, Raph, if you want to you wanna talk a little bit about Dynasty, yeah. what's your yeah. thoughts, man, on this league? Uh, kind of the outcome and, and how you are approaching your season. Yeah, so... Um... I really like my squad this year in the, in that league, and I'm in a whole bunch of dynasty leagues, um, and I always try to compete. But this this team really, I think, is uh, my best team in dynasty, um, especially for a super flex first year. Being that um, have the most points in the league too, so that's always a good look. The the Tua and Tyreek stack, it's nice. Uh, nice to stay on top of the league right now at at, at six and two, uh, and playing the first place team. Um, next week so hoping to take him down and, and take a playoff spot uh, or the bye at least um, but yeah I got I got two a Tyreek stack uh, Burrow and Higgins stack Kincaid Garrett Wilson Puka Nakua just a nice little stash on the bench too the, the squad's really coming together and I think the league's pretty competitive um, not a lot of leagues I'm in have a lot of four and four teams at this point in the year um, the, the playoff spots the five and six seeds are going to be very close at the end of the year. It's going to come down to points and head to head matchup. Um, so I'm really liking the league. Um, I like how active it is too. A lot of trades, a lot of blockbusters too. I feel like in the, in this, in this league, um, especially making one myself with uh, you eggs in the, in the beginning of the year. Yes, sir. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So this is the dude who I, uh, I think I told you guys earlier about this, maybe a few episodes ago, I traded burrow and swift for uh, Stroud flowers and bigsby uh honestly i think it it comes out to first and the first first. and a 25 first i think it comes out to an even trade i think it does um what it needs to do for each respective team that's how i I look at it yeah and my mindset in that trade was um i'm a win now kind of guy always in fantasy unless my team really is hitting hitting uh going downhill where i will sell (laughs) But um, I'm a win-now kind of guy. So I said, you know what? Shroud is not going to really help me win now because he's a rookie. He, you know, I believed in him, and I liked him going into the year. Uh, Flowers, I thought, was the biggest piece of that trade for me to give up. I really like him moving forward, too. Um, but I, I think it was a no-brainer for me getting Swift, who I thought was easily the best back in that Eagles backfield, and Burrow, too, having the top three uh, dynasty quarterback there. Um, but I think it also made sense for you too, exactly what you said. I think it, you know, you hit it. Um, well, I, I think, you know, you got what you wanted and you play for next year and you have a good quarterback in Shroud. I mean, as yeah. you could clearly see. So, <laughs> Raf, what interested me about your, your answer is, you know, you're a win now kind of guy. What yeah. happens when shit hits the fan for you? And you like need to abort that kind of you know mentality, tear it down. Like, how do you approach tearing down a, fa- a dynasty team? And like, what yeah. are your tips to rebuilding it to be successful in a quick turnaround? Yeah, it's a really good question, Jimmy. Um, you know, I last year was in a 
really good spot going into the year in a, in a league, in a dynasty league. And I had a lot of injuries and my team just underperformed. And I really thought I had a good chance to make the playoffs. And, and I, I won that league, by the way. And, and he, I Sorry. made some trades. Yeah, I made a trade with Wags and, and it actually helped him win it, end up winning um, in the future. But um, I was in a spot where I said, wow, my team's underperforming. What do I do? What's my next step? And I think in Dynasty, the best thing to do if you're in a spot where you, you don't know what to do and you kind of want to tank, but you want to win, I think you have to commit to tanking. You have to commit to selling because if you kind of, if you do the half, you know, that the half rebuild, sometimes it doesn't work out because some guys on your team are just having good years and they're not actually that great moving forward for dynasty. Um, and they're easily replaceable, especially running backs. So, you know, you got to commit to the tank and you got to look to tear down a, like a couple guys, you know, you, if you have a guy like, you know, just for example, Saquon Barkley in, in the league that we're all in, uh, you got to look to trade him for a young guy that's that's on the up. Um, who that is, I don't know. Maybe you want to trade Saquon Barkley before Jonathan Taylor comes back and, and get Jonathan Taylor plus if the guy's in a win-now mode and worried about Taylor for the future or what it could be. Um, but you try to just take advantage of guys that are panicking about their team and their win-now. If, if you're a win-now team, it doesn't work out for you. Um, so you got you to gotta move off pieces that you know maybe in two years or in a year – um, their contract runs up or, or you don't see that you see them retiring or sticking at the league. They're an injury prone guy and they haven't gotten injured this year. So you got to tear down, you got to trade those guys and get first round picks. You know, you got to tear down and get better players. You know, I was that same team that I'm telling you about. Um, I traded Jamar chase in the, in, in the end of the year or in the off season before the rookie draft. And, and I said, you know, I think this is a smash for me. And I got, so much youth for my team, and it was much needed youth. I got JSN, I got Jameer Gibbs, CJ Stroud, Michael Mayer, um, Tank Dell, um, Tajay Spears, a whole Roshan Johnson. I got so many guys from that trade, and they've all panned out. And I've been able to trade them and, and make moves with them. And now I have, you know, one of the best teams that in that league, um, and um, fighting for the buy spot. And um, unfortunately, you know, getting some injuries now, but. You know, when you're when you're a win now team and, and kind of shit hits the fan um, and you don't know what to do or, or it's it's always the best, I think, thing to do is, is just tr sell your guys, trade them away and tear down um, and get picks and players because it always benefits you if you just uh, stock up on picks and players. There you go. There you go. I'm taking notes. That's why I'm silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy needs so to this is. Those. Let me, let me, I guess if nobody else wants to comment, I'll put this in perspective. So I think I'm the perfect example of being stuck in the middle, yeah. right? So coming into the season, you know, make the good trade for getting rid of Lamar, you know, trying to get youth at quarterback, rolling yeah. in with two good rookie, you know, quarterbacks with some hype, got Brock Purdy as a third, you know, I, I'm looking good, right? Yep. So I'm coming into the season and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm taking a loss or I'm like, you know, I'm two and four. And I come back, win a couple of games. Now I'm four and four. So like I'm stuck perpetually in the middle. Nick can relate to this. Like he's he was debating whether to buy or sell. Um, at like four and three, I think he was. So he decided to buy. Um, lost this week. So now he's seeing himself in the same kind of position. So like, and especially without having my draft picks, like I I don't care. I'm fine with winning because then I could try to make a playoff spot. Maybe make a surprise. Like I don't have my own picks anymore because I made yeah. trades. So yeah. it's like. 
know, being caught in the middle is tough because, you know, I'm trying to sell, but I'm kind of playing that, that teeter-totter on the fence where I'm trying to get rid of guys like James Cook, trying to get rid of guys like Devontae Smith. You know, I actually teared up instead of down. So yeah, taking yeah. a little bit of a different approach, but, um, you know, it, it's tough being in the middle. Just just count your blessings that you're in the playoffs. Um, and, yeah. and Wag, same for you. Count your blessings that you're down in the dumps fighting for the, the top draft picks because it's much easier to be there. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd rather be at the bottom or top than in the middle. The middle's the worst, obviously, especially in a dynasty league. Because if you're stuck in the middle, you're you're literally going a tier down from the top draft picks, and that's what you know everyone looks forward to. Uh, I think this year it's a very uh, decent draft. I would say maybe a little top heavy, right? Like the first three, you know who the first three are, right? Off the board, you know, hundred percent of the first three are. Um, after that. Honestly, I, I don't know. Raph may know a little more. Um, but, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think in a lot of drafts, um, most drafts are, are first three guys definite. Um, the 24 draft class, is past, or 23 draft class, sorry, was a little different um, just because it was so deep. But the 24 draft class is pretty good at quarterback and wide receiver. The running backs are scary. Um, yeah, not a lot of running backs, not a lot of good running backs. Um, but the wide receivers are very deep, so that's one thing this year. I think you can't go wrong with a lot of wide receivers um, and a lot of hype around the wide receivers this year. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a decent draft class. But you know, back to Jimmy's point is, um, it's nice to either be at the top or at the bottom because you kind of have a path, you know what you want to do with, with your team when you're in the middle and you're four and four um, at this point in the year and you, you can't really commit cause you could see yourself making the playoffs. And whenever you're in the playoffs, I always say um, that anything could happen and, and you could win any, you could win the whole league. You know, you could have had a it's really a bad crap year. shoot. It's a crap, crap shoot. If you will, you know, you could go up against a crazy stack team and they just have a really bad week and, and you know, you're, okay team wins and that's how fantasy is always you know week to week it's it's fair it's luck based so um oh, okay, some guys, okay. You know, let me let me dive into that because yeah, i talked yeah, yeah. to the guys last week and i was saying like hey like i'm thinking what did i what, i don't even remember my numbers exactly like five percent deadline or five percent sorry waiver wire stuff 20 mm-hmm. percent or 25 percent draft and then 60 to 70 percent luck is all dynasty is all d- dynasty fantasy leagues that's literally what it comes down to if you avoid the injury bug and get lucky you can win the league and they, they're like no no it's way less way less luck more skill involved i'm like bro it's really not um i mean in some regard yeah um i wouldn't say like dynasty i think takes a little bit more skill uh redraft leagues i think are more lucky because you know there's guys that just have really good years and you got like a steal for in like the eighth, ninth round. And you know, like David Montgomery, for example, David Montgomery had a crazy good start to the year and not that people were down on him. Just people were very high in Jameer Gibbs and, and Jameer Gibbs, I think was ranked 30th in redraft leagues um, or like 32nd to start the year. And he was a third round pick and David Montgomery was playing like a third round pick, second round pick. And um, before the injury, obviously, but now you're seeing why people are so hyped up on Gibbs. And, and that's, again, it's all luck based, you know, there's Gibbs not getting the carries and, and you're unlucky. And then there's David Montgomery getting hurt. And now he's getting the carries, getting the volume, getting the touches. 
and he's putting up a lot of points. And you're seeing why the, the Lions drafted him at 12 and why they were so happy to get him. Um, so, I mean, I think in, in some aspect, it's it's lucky. Dynasty's a little different just because you could get ahead of a lot of things in Dynasty football. You could see the young talent that people have and, and trade for guys at, at low value and, and understand, like, you know, again, teams are in different spots, you know. You could have an old piece on your team, Jimmy, and want to be like, you know what, like, for example, Tyreek Hill, like, you could have Tyree Kill and be like, you know what? My team's not doing that well. Let me get a absolute haul for Ty- Tyree Kill. And you could like a young guy right now, like JSN or or Tank Dell, and get Tank Dell or JSN. And one of those two guys pans out to be a top 15 wide receiver, and you, you get more for him. So that's more of the skill, I think. I mean, yeah, I guess it is kind of lucky sometimes if that guy does pan out or other guys pan out. But I think there's more skill in that than than luck. Um, there's always, yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, so like, for example, I got rid of digs for a first and a second. I like the actual, I like the ownership of picking the player Mm -hmm. for some reason. Like I'm really interested in this rookie draft. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool to like throw a pick at a player, know nothing really about them and just like kind of see them grow and see them blossom. Like there's something about that that I like. So dynasty is pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of action, a lot of trades, like you said, in this league, so it's exciting. But I want to see, I want to see where Nick's at. I want to, yeah. I want to pick Nick's brain, see where he's going to go with his his team now, as he was buy, and he's now probably sell. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. So I mean, I have a question for him. Um, so yeah. you know how you say if you're in the mindset of you don't know what to do, you sell. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if you have players that you want to sell, but you don't really like the trades that you're offering to other people, they're not taken. Do you have to like? just sell them for lower than your expectations or do you just keep them? Um, it's a good question. Um, like a perfect example for me is Chris Godwin. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. having a great year this year, but yeah, he is. Nobody really wants him and I'm not really too sure why. Yeah. No, so you, you sent me a good offer. Um, it's just that it, sometimes it's really unfortunate cause you sent me a good offer. The offer was Chris Godwin for Jahan Dotson in a second. And yeah. because I'm a buy now team, it's not a bad offer. Um, or sorry, win now. Sorry, not buy now. Um, it's not a bad offer, but I like Jahan Dotson's future and he, I don't need to move him. So sometimes there's teams where their needs are in a different area. So you like, you know, you could offer somebody a really good wide receiver. They don't need a wide receiver though. Like, like, I, I think I told you when you up made, made me that offer, like, Chris Godwin's just going to stay on my bench just because I have Puka yeah. Nakua and Garrett Wilson and T. Higgins and Tyree Kill. So I won't, like, I'd rather the youth there of Dotson and have him maybe pan out for me because he has not been great to start the year. I think he's a good wide receiver, but he has not been great to start the year. Um, So I think with your question, I think the answer really is you have your values for your guys. You know, like you took those guys for a reason. If those guys are performing, then that that value shouldn't change. If they're not performing, maybe it's a little different. But if it's a guy like Chris Godwin, who's a very good flex option, especially in a super flex league, um, where the where the um that area could be a little thin for some teams, you could get a second round pick, or you could package him with a second round pick and get a first, like. There's so many different things to do with, with, with guys, especially if you're selling. 
Um, but if you're not getting the right value, you know, you kind of have to work around it. You know, I've been in multiple trade discussions, especially with Jimmy, where we both won't budge. So you got to find a, a way where someone's either going to overpay or they, they give up a little bit more than they originally wanted, but that's just because they want to win. Um, so you got to c- kind of take advantage of, of seeing a team, you know, and, and understanding their roster and understanding what they need on their team. But if you're, if you are selling, don't ever, I would say, sell a guy for cheaper than you think, because if you have a star and you know, he's good, or if he's performing, don't, don't sell him for cheaper. Um, you, at that point, you'd rather just keep him and, and keep using him on your roster until another guy comes in and like, Hey, you know what? I have interest in Chris Godwin or Hey, I have interest in X, Y, Z player. So that's a good point because you know, the, the weeks that I wanted to sell, I'm just like, damn, bro, I keep winning. Like I yeah. might as well just move this guy for, for nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and- you, you're, you're in a good spot, you know, you're four and four. Um, you're not in the worst spot. Um, and in the league, I think you made a trade where you got a lot of picks for Josh Allen. I think if you kept Josh Allen, you'd be, your team would be very good. Um, and I think you would like be a serious contender for, for winning it all. I think because you don't have another quarterback, if you do want to win, I would just say you have very good young talent and you have a lot of picks. You might be able to go grab a good quarterback for picks. You know, you can could, get you can get literally any quarterback you want with your picks yeah. and young players. You could have any yeah, so quarterback. My my other question actually to you is with with my team, what would you do in this situation? Like, because my team has yeah. my, my team is very bad on running backs right now. Yeah, yeah. So you have Sam Howell, who is a very slept on fantasy quarterback. I think he's a great super flex option, but he's your QB one. I think he's going to be a good QB two for you. I think if you move him to quarterback two, you need to go out and buy a quarterback, whatever quarterback that is. Like, again, it doesn't mean you need a star. You just need another quarterback. That's going to give you 17 points a week. Uh, Maybe a little, like maybe a little bit less. It depends on really the guy, but you need to go out and buy a quarterback. That's my first thing for you. My second thing is try to package Damien Pierce and a first rounder that you have. Or like Antonio Gibson and a first or like some guys on your bench. Um, like, for example, you have Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet this past week just out snapped Ken Walker. And you could use that to your advantage. And you could say, hey, listen, the rookie that they drafted is already out snapping Ken Walker. Um, maybe the, the points aren't there yet, but the yards per carry and everything is there. He's getting five to four yards per carry. You know, he's not bad. Um, and you could package him and like a first rounder for, I don't know, let's say like, a, like there's a couple of teams in our league that have like, I think the guy with Brees Hall has like four running backs, four good running backs. You could package, you know, Charbonnet in a first for like Brees Hall, maybe, maybe he jumps at it. Maybe it's not enough for him. You know, you always want to start low with a guy like a star with like Brees Hall. And, you know, I, I think that's my advice for you. Keep Damian Pierce. You know, he's on a good offense right now. CJ Stroud's a good, good guy, but unless I would say maybe package him if somebody wants him for a star running back, I would do it. But try to package Antonio Gibson or like Zach Charbonnet or Darrell Henderson, someone like that. Christian Kirk maybe too in a first. And just try to buy a running back for a team that needs a wide receiver or is looking for a first-round pick. You know, you could maybe convince them. Um, so, yeah, grab a quarterback for sure and, and grab a running back. Grab another running back. And I think other than that, your team's pretty good. Um, Jacoby Myers, 
Christian Kirk on your bench, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, Olave. You got a really good team, I think. Um, I think you're in a good spot to buy actually than sell. Um, but that's the thing, you know, when you're when you're in that middle ground, it's it's really up to you to decide if you want to buy or sell. You have all those picks, so if you want to keep them, makes sense. And you could keep those picks and try to compete and win money and get your money back or win the chip, or you could completely buy now and, and go all in to win. So I think you do have a good team. Yeah, so I'm glad you said that thing about Brees Hall because that's a guy who I've been trying to message for probably a week and a half now. Yeah, if he's even like considering selling any of them, and he's just one of the dudes in our league that doesn't want to answer. Yeah, no, I, I've been trying to do the same thing, man. And I not that I offer good offers, you know. Like I said, I always start low. You know, I think a lot of us here can admit to that that you start lower than you want to, just because you don't want to overpay for a guy. And if you, I mean, it's always nice getting a guy for cheaper than you think. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at his team right now, and he's got he's got like Brees Hall, uh, Camara, J- Jacobs. Uh, McCaffrey. I mean, he's he's stacked at running back. You know, he's benching Brees Hall over Kamara, over McCaffrey, over Jacobs. So you could definitely go buy one of those running backs. Um, and I know there's a lot of other teams too that probably could could sell their running backs um, or 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 a running back uh, for those picks. So you know, I, I think it's smart if you if you could do that, grab a go grab a good star running back. Yeah, because Damian Pierce, his numbers haven't been there this year, but I I still like like him you know i still think he's a good dynasty running back to have mm-hmm. so um my second like my rb2 is just absolutely clueless yeah i mean <laughs> the the only issue with pierce is you know the carry he's getting good carries just the yards aren't aren't there and i don't know what it is that's different from last year that's causing that but i still like him you know he was a good he was a good back last year as a rookie and i like him moving forward but um you know he's a good rb2 uh, he's not like a star RB1 at all. And I think you definitely need to upgrade that position, like you said. Um, but I think your team's in a good spot, but it's really up to you if you're in the, like, if you want to sell or buy, but don't be in the middle. Don't try to half commit. Actually, I don't know. You're, it's a you're, harder you're just, position than it's Jimmy. Just harder, it's a harder <laughs> position than Jimmy for sure, just because, you know, you have four first round picks. So you could just sit in the middle and, and you could be fine. Like yeah, you don't need I to think move with the picks that I have, I'll have like three out of four picks in a row. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Your Dude, team, you it's, buy. I just buy. Looked at your, I looked at your squad. I'm just like, man, I, it is really tough. It is really tough, especially um, getting these these questions. You know, I've, again, I've been doing Dynasty for a little bit longer, maybe than you guys, but um, I, well, I, this I, is our first year. Yeah, I I like where your spots at. I, I or your squad's at. Um, I like your spot. Um, I think you just, just uh, buy a running back first. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah. get get have have somebody answer in in the uh, league. Let's let's move on though. We got to move on. We got to move on to other things. I apologize, guys. Um, <laughs> we got to get to our other topics for today. Um, let's get into our top five for week. What was that? Week eight? Week nine? We're on week nine. This going into week nine. Yeah. All right. Our top five for week nine. Uh, so Raf, how we do this? We'll do. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, five, four, three. We'll give an explanation on five, each of us, four, each of us, and then one and two we combine together. Okay. Uh, so, do you want to start us off with your number five? Ooh, wow. Having the guests go. Yeah. Um, my number five team, I'm going to go with the AFC South division winner, I think, for this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. 
Yeah. I like um, that. Number five. Okay. Yeah. Five. You, you want the explanation with them or, or are we It's waiting? up to you. You don't have to. It's okay. up to you. Um, I think their defense is a little weird, but I think come playoff time, I think they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Their pass rush is scary. Um they're a good run stop team. They're past defense is a little weird um just because their corners are a, a little weak but having trevor lawrence etn that offense is really clicking uh christian kirk got a great complimentary wide receiver across from him in in, in ridley evan ingram's found it somehow in, in jacksonville he, he couldn't catch the football in, in new york but uh he he leaves there and he, he goes to jacksonville and, and he figured it out and that offensive line's holding up um so I think if that team stays healthy, I think they're a very good squad. They took down the uh, Buffalo Bills, actually, and I think they beat them pretty well in, in in London, and I think it was a good win for them, and I think they're a very scary squad. I think they're very underrated. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my five. That's my five team. All right. Uh, at five, I have the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Um, now look at that. Yeah. Go a little quicker through this. Damn, I, mine's like so close between the Lions and the Jaguars. Um, but I, I'm also gonna agree with you guys with the Jaguars, with the Lions being like five point five. This is tough. It is tough. It's like everybody's good. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go. By the way, the Rangers are up ten zero. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> All right, we'll score update. I'm gonna go five with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Lost, but they're they're still in the top five. I'm gonna I'm gonna give wow. them the benefit of the doubt. Um, Kansas City Chiefs number five. Um, I'll snake it. I'll go four two. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Jacksonville number four. Jacksonville number no four. no explanation. No explanation All right. needed. Okay. Four. I'm going with this Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Looks like uh, it's a common thing. Chiefs are dropping down the list a little bit. I'm gonna take Chiefs at four as well. Okay. I'm gonna take the Baltimore Ravens at four. Um, you want to wrap around the three? Yeah, yeah. So three, uh, I'm in between. Um, I could really go either way, but I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I was thinking Dolphins, but uh, with the matchup this week, I think, you know, you could go either way. I think they're kind of like 3A, 3B, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. So three, I have uh, the Ravens. Um, why I picked them over the Chiefs, just quick explanation. Uh, the Chiefs got kind of stomped out by the Broncos. I know Mahomes was kind of sick and whatever. Taylor Swift wasn't there. So, you know, Kelsey didn't do his thing. Uh, but the Ravens look really good. The defense is clicking. Lamar is playing on an MVP level. Uh, so I have the Ravens at three. Chiefs at four. Yeah, I also have the Ravens at three. Um, my thing with them is... Their their division is probably one of the hardest ones, I think. Uh, Browns defense, Steelers, you know, they're always a tough team. Bengals too. They're two and one in their division already. They played every team once, and they're two and one. Um, Lamar is just he's just playing like a top five quarterback this year. And he ain't five. All right, I, so. I got number three. I'm gonna I'm gonna disrespect somebody so hard right now. Um, number three is the AFC Beast team. The Buffalo Bills, what Bills Mafia baby? What? Best what? team in the AFC East. Wow. 
Wow. I'm a Josh Allen. I'm a Josh Allen fan. They are absolutely smoking the Dolphins when they play them next. Oh, and, my God. Uh, and simple as that. Buffalo Bills, number three. So then that makes number two the Baltimore Ravens because they're they are absolutely playing their ass off. 81-point uh, differential, three-game winning streak. Lamar Jackson looking like him. Hold up, hold good. up, hold up, hold up. So the Dolphins aren't even your top five. No, sir. What? See you later. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Arguably that's crazy. the best offense of all time is not in your top five at six and two through week eight. That You're telling me they're yeah, not boys. even in your top five. Wow. I like I like the uh, the Chiefs better. Wow. Well, Jimmy had to cap once in this episode. Yeah, honestly, that that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Big, that's a big cap. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. Wow. So you have Baltimore I mean, too. I have Baltimore too. Well, we all know who's number one, so might as well. Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nick, who's your two and one? My two and one is the Miami Dolphins at two and the Eagles at one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same with you. I'm not, you know, drunk or on drugs or I, I, I don't know what he's on, but um, I got I'm Dolphins at two and Eagles are at one because the Eagles are the best all around team. Like I said last week, the games are won in the trenches. The Eagles have the best O-line and the best D-line. And they have A.J. Brown, which is going to bring us to our next topic. But, Raph, give us your one and two real quick. My two is the Miami Dolphins. And my one is the Las Vegas Ra- No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it is, it, is the, it is the Eagles. It is the Eagles. I think uh, the Birds are playing the best football in the NFL. Exactly agree with, with Wags. Uh, great O-line, great D-line. Uh, and getting Kevin Byard now, and, and getting um, yeah, just getting Byard for their for their safety position, I think is is huge for their defense, and having a good leader like that too. Uh, and AJ Brown's playing great football, um, so I think it's very hard to beat them. I'm glad you said AJ Brown. I'm so glad you said AJ Brown because that rolls me into my next topic. Uh, there's kind of been like a, a debate this week, right, on uh, two specific wide receivers. Uh, so guys, who's who would you rather have, Tyreek Hill or AJ Brown? Oof. I'm going Tyreek Hill. Hill. I think Tyreek Hill changes the whole. I, I understand what AJ Brown's doing. He put up what was it, 125 yards, six plus games. That's like a record, right? Um, but Tyreek Hill literally, to me, changes a whole offense and a whole defense. Uh, I don't think. This is a dumb topic. Who, whoever made this topic is dumb. There's no conversation. Well, it was the Hill. producer up in the top left. So, I I think realistically, it's very hard for any wide receiver right now in the NFL, maybe except for Justin Jefferson, to change a defense like Tyree Kill. It is nuts to me. I think he creates so much separation, and he is like he said himself this offseason. He worked on his release. So people can't jam him at the at the line, and and people have to give him space. And they're, I mean, you saw with the Eagles, they're they're playing like ten yards, fifteen yards off him. Like, yeah, he is changing the game right now. And so many young guys in high school are going to look up to that and, and want to be like him. And you know, unfortunately, if he does retire in, in a year or two, like he wants, I mean, that will suck. But I, I think he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL easily. I think he's top two. And I think you could put him or Jefferson at one. And I don't think there's, there's really like, 
where I'm going to be like, wow, man, no, that's, that's wrong. I think either way you could, you could do it. I think Tyreek Hill is crazy good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I mean, my biggest thing with this is, you know, AJ Brown has the streak for 125 plus yards, but it took him yelling at his quarterback to throw him the ball to get that. (laughs) Tyreek just naturally has a thousand yards in that Miami Dolphins offense. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, AJ Brown is him, though. I mean, there, yeah, I, don't, he, I don't think we could disagree with that. He's him. Um, nah, he is him. That catch he had at, at the goal line too was crazy. The one hander, but yeah. he he beat Calvin Johnson's streak, um, yeah. right? It was Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. six games. I mean, he is he is nasty too, and I I think it's crazy the amount of wide receivers in the league that you could put top five. I mean, there are so many good debates that you could have for a top five wide receiver in the league, and AJ Brown is one of them. He is him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, one more last topic. This one should be very quick. Uh, producer, this is from the producer up there, Dark Magic. If you didn't know, he's our producer, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Nicholas. Um, all right, everyone, quick. We're gonna make this real quick because we yep. gotta end. It. We gotta wrap this up. Everyone's favorite NFL rookie so far. All right, uh, don't ju- I'll jump <laughs> at once. Mine is, uh, mine's Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Okay. You know, he had his breakout game yesterday, but he is just a small man that can't be tackled. Okay. All right. I'm 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 between Gibbs or CJ Stroud. Um I think Gibbs is the explosive guy that you really like to look, but I think CJ Stroud's the guy I would go with just because I think he's a good good story, um, good heart, good guy too. Um and I just want to see him succeed. All right. Bijan, Bijan Robinson is my uh, my favorite rookie. Um, close second, Puka Nakua, but Bijan Robinson I think is super dynamic. Uh, great running back. I think they need to take the reins off of him, let him run free. Tyler Algier on the uh, on the practice squad, let Bijan Robinson let his legs loose. Um, just just a just an athletic, dynamic player. Simple as that. All right. So this one might shock you guys because this name was not said. But my favorite rookie is on the Dolphins. Yep, hey, Chan. And his, <laughs> and his name is Devon Achan. Oh, I know my he, God. I know he's hurt right now. You biased. You're biased. But when he has played, he has averaged over 11 yards a carry. Okay? Uh, he's him. He is going to be him. Uh, and I now have Jameer Gibbs, Devon Achan on one dynasty team. Y'all can all blow me. Y'all can all blow me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing I say. have the best dynasty running backs. All right. Thank that's you guys. Yeah, we're really good. We're really gonna end the episode on that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go last for that. Wow. I wanted to go out like that. <laughs> that's just crazy. like that. Just like that. Uh. All right. We'll sign us out then, bum. All right. I'll sign us <laughs> out. Uh, Raf. I want to thank you for joining us, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. First for guest. Me. Many more to come, guys. We appreciate you listening. Uh, don't forget, we have uh, ballpark beef branded condoms, bongs, uh, anything you need ballpark Drop beef bongs. branded. Just, just DM Jimmy uh, Raf. You can also DM him if you need anything. Uh, <laughs> and I want you all to have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Thank you for listening. I always make sure to follow us on every platform. And uh, peace out. We'll see you next week. How about that? <laughs>